This week on Tea with Queen and Jay, what the fuck is restorative justice, yo? We talk about how messy the revolution can be, the nuances of Black identity, biracial identity, and who gets to have Black joy. Then we get into the too toxic for TV, gender-exclusive relationship between Black men and women. It's Tea with Queen and Jay, people. Drink up. Yo. Yo. How Yo. you doing? Yo. Oh. Oh. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I actually feel good in this moment. So <laughs> That's good. That's that's a good, good. thing. That's I like that. Thing. I actually feel good, yeah. too. I don't feel raggedy. Yeah. Good. You know, I think, like, we, we're up early recording, and I think the sun being out, when we record, like it's the sun helpful. being up already and the sun like, hey, we've been up. We've been doing this. That's like, I think that makes a difference. But when you get up and you like up before the sun, it's like, what what, what are we even doing? Yeah. Why I agree. I agree. Who are we? So I think that helps. Welcome, Welcome to, to Tea, tea with, with Queen and, and Jay. Jay. We, we are, are two womanist race nerds talking shit over tea, dismantling white, white supremacists, patriarchal, patriarchal capitalism, one episode at a time. I'm Queen. I'm Jay. And this, and this is, is Tea with, with Queen, Queen and Jay. Ow. Yes. Yes, that was good too. Yes. Ooh, my morning bass is back. I love my morning bass. <laughs> Hello, children. It goes somewhere? <laughs> what? Yeah, it, it, it fluctuates. It fluctuates. Uh, Sometimes when I wake up, my voice is nice and deep. Sometimes, depending on where I'm at in my like cycle, surprisingly, oh, my makes... voice will get deeper or higher okay. or whatever. Sometimes Usually... I can lean into it. Sometimes I can't. They say when you ovulate, your voice gets higher. Towards, oh, okay. To um, attract someone to fertilize your eggs. Oh, really? The other yeah. person in this home? <laughs> <laughs> You're the person in this empty, barren home? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Hennessy is here looking at me, staring at me. She's like, I do not. She's like, I do not want to fertilize those eggs. I do not. I don't want to fertilize your eggs. I barely want to cuddle. No, she's been cuddling. We're good. We're good in here. That's cool. That's good. Mm-hmm. If you would like to follow the conversation being had on this here podcast, podcast, you can do so by using our hashtag, hashtag T with QJ. We love when you use it on all the social meds, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, whatever you will use a hashtag, please use that. And I just mentioned social meds. Follow us on the gram and Twitter. We are at T with QJ and also Facebook and Tumblr. Just search for T with Queen and J there. Send us T mail. We love when you send us T-mail at twithqueenandj at gmail.com. You can send us questions, serious questions, comments, silly questions, whatever you want. We like when you hit us in the T-mail. That's right. This is a spot of T episode. So there are less segments. It allows us to do an episode every week. We usually alternate between a full episode and a spot of T episode. Same great content, same full time and shit like that. Just less segments, less formatting, less editing for 
us. Like, you almost mm. don't even need to know that it's a spotter seat. We just tell you so you can, like, be in the loop with us, exactly. you know, as, like, so a fellow you're, producer. So you're not, like, at the end and you're like, where's that pet? You know, so exactly. you just know. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, yes, yeah, spot of tea episode. Every week, we pour libations for the people, places, and things that are giving us black ass, black joy. We pour some out for the homies. These are our shout outs. These are our, like, hey, girl, hey. These are our, like, oh, my gosh, thank you. These are our libations. Queen, what are you pouring libations for this week? I am pouring libations to... This is a libation for both of us, because I'm sure we both received this. But I'm pouring libations to everyone who checked up on me and Jay after they saw that Grapevine panel, the relationship between Black men and Black women. We'll talk more about it later. Mm -hmm. But... um. It was a lot. We appreciate yeah. y'all checking on our well-being, threatening mm-hmm. to fight people for us, and all of that stuff. We appreciate the love. I bond through violence, so I really appreciate it. <laughs> to, <laughs> to fight people for us. Yeah. It definitely felt good to be seen, yes. like, in terms of, like, people understanding um, our perspective and watching the abuse that we were sitting and fucking enduring. So, yeah. yeah. Libations to that shit. So, definitely. I like that libation. Yeah. Thanks for that. What are you libating, Jay? Um, a few things. So <laughs> there's an abuser. <laughs> so last week I was, I'm like laughing because it's funny in retrospect, but I'm still injured. I was hit by a fucking white man with no mask on a fucking scooter driving opposite of traffic. I'm a pedestrian. So I was fucking crossing the street, minding my business. opposite? Like what the fuck? Because he's a white man and he could do Because he's a white man. And because, I mean, I've actually, I've been hit before. A few years ago, I was hit by this dude on a bike um again going opposite traffic or whatever but i don't know i don't know why they they think pedestrians like i guess we're all just supposed to cross at the fucking crosswalk like no fuck your that's, crosswalk that's never happened i look in, in the direction of traffic is no cars coming i'm right outside my house or whatever and yeah man i stepped out into the streets across after i know you're supposed to look both ways but I was on a one-way street, so I only looked the one fucking way. Where stuff and this is supposed man, he, to be coming. Yes, this man hit me on a motorized scooter. He hit me so hard that he fell off the scooter, too. Like, he flew off wow, his scooter. I'm happy he flew and fell. Yes, I flew, freaking flew in the air before falling. Like, that fucking, uh, what the fuck video? One of those videos in slow motion where you falling the whole video. But it was like that. Oh, I pictured, that, I pictured that Red Man video when that girl was riding a bike and she crashed into the taxi cab, remember? The video game. Oh, no, I don't remember, remember that, that but that sounds accurate. That's the I be that. I be that. <laughs> she was riding a bicycle, well, looking like a video vixen, and then crashed into the car. You know, he liked to abuse That sounds people. like massage noir. No, red man liked to abuse beautiful women. Like that well, that's like what this, happened to me. Yes. Yeah. That's exactly what happened. I flew in the air. I fell on my elbow, which I'm too old to be falling on my fucking elbows. Really? My knee yeah. got scraped up. My hand Gosh. got scraped up. I was like, this, I wasn't even having fun for these scrape ups, <laughs> yo. Sometimes you have a good weekend. You're like, what the hell is this? What bruise? is this? Yeah. What is this? No. And it was like, Rod said it was like a sitcom. I legit was out my building, out my apartment for seconds before being fucking hit so anyway i had a mask on luckily but i'm hoping that this white did not have covid um because that would really piss me off because mm-hmm. we hit he hit me we were like body to body and i'm like oh great so he helps me off the ground he's like are you okay i'm like no then he hel- he helps me up one arm i couldn't use to get up because it was fucking hurt that's the one with the fucked up elbow mm-hmm. so he helps me up with the other arm and then this nigga gets on his scooter and fucking scoots away Scoot a scoot and tooth. Scoots away <laughs> down the block. 
Nobody asked me if I was okay. I was Nobody came ask. to check Nobody on me. Nope, nope, nope. It's mad doormans in my neighborhood, not in my building. I'm in between like all the doorman, all the doorman buildings. buildings. Mm-hmm. Nobody came to see if I was okay. Nobody said shit. And I know it's because I was black. I don't give a fuck what y'all say. There's no way all these doormen wouldn't have said nothing to no injured fucking white woman who was abandoned in the fucking They would have they would have jumped in front of the scooter before it hit her. Yes. <laughs> Please, I've seen it. I've seen it happen, man. Oh I've my seen gosh. It. I do have a favorite doorman who I know would have checked on me, but Paulie works off. at night. He was off, oh, so okay. that was upsetting. And and I don't usually feel a ways about being a single person. I'm usually single, so that's not really like a thing for me. But like being fucking bleeding and by myself and feeling like um. Like, violated, yo. Somebody did something to me. They didn't say anything. They didn't, we didn't exchange information or whatever. Like, that that shit felt super whack. So I was mm-hmm. like, fuck. So I'm in here by myself, bleeding. It's a fucking hole in my elbow. Like, I don't know it what is, the fuck y'all. am I supposed it's to do. It's a hole in her elbow. It's going to be a nice game. Yeah, game. it is. I perhaps could use a single stitch. But I think I'll be all right. It's an elbow. It's fine. Yeah, um. I posted about it on social because I'm a millennial. And when you're by yourself, I think that's what you should do. Okay. So I'm glad I did that because I really, I was like, listen, this happened to me. I'm posting it here because I don't know what else to do. It's not like I could, I have a partner and I could be like, yo, I just got hit by a fucking whatever. And then I don't want to like, yes, I know there, I could text you. I know I have people that I could text and say, hey, this horrible thing just happened to me. But sometimes I feel like I don't want to put the whole burden of something that happened to me on one person. I don't know what that one person is doing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's different when somebody has a responsibility to you to make sure that, like, your well-being is, is well or whatever the you. fuck. I but anyway. busting my ass on ice. Mm-hmm. And the first thing I did was call whoever my boyfriend was at that time. Yeah. They couldn't like, do anything in that moment. Care about like, yeah, exactly. Yep. You are responsible for giving a shit about whether I live or die right now. Like, you are responsible for that. So somebody saw on social and somebody hit me up and talked me through cleaning my wounds, which was really super duper helpful Mm because a lot of of it was just like being shaken up. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So they were able to talk me through that. Not that I don't have any idea of how to like clean a wound, but just in the moment, I was just so upset. Um, So that was helpful. And then Tatiana from For All Nerds hit me up and asked me if I wanted dinner and sent me some food. And I I said no a million times. And I'm thankful, not because I didn't want food, but I'm just so used to taking care of myself that, yeah, yeah, I was like, no, I have food in here. I don't need to like bother this person with like sending me food. And she asked me so many times, thank God, that like, are you sure? But I was like, actually, actually. No, I actually don't want to eat what's in my fridge. I don't want to have to prepare anything. I don't want to actually even have to open Seamless. So, like, that would be fucking amazing. Please love me and care for me and send me some fucking food, yo. I really appreciated that. Thank you so much, Tatiana. Um, And thanks to everybody who hit me up to check on me. I really appreciate it. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, it's just, I think that people... You know what was happening? What? That's intimacy. Remember how that's you wanted to. Yes, that's what that was. She was sending right. you comfort, and you accepted it. Look at you. Right. Look at you. You're right. That's what that You're was. Right. Mm-hmm. You're absolutely right. Because mm-hmm. I was like, no, 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 no. And I was like, actually, yes, please, <laughs> <laughs> please. 
<laughs> so yeah, so I, libations to everybody um, who supported me through that because that shit was fucking whack. But anyway, I have scabs. I'm healing. It's cool. My body hurts a little bit, but I feel like things are healing. So that's a blessing. Mm-hmm. Um, I also wanted to pour libations to everybody who donated to our Juneteenth event. So on the Eventbrite, we had an option for donating to the show so that we can continue to do free events like this. Yeah. All of our events are free events usually. And in order to do that, we need support. Like yeah. we come out of pocket for things. Mm-hmm. It's important that we make things accessible to everybody. And so we really appreciate your donations and with your donations we were actually able to also pass that shit along to people the folks that we commissioned to be guests on our show so we either sent them money directly or we donated to whatever their platform is like whatever their initiative is Mm -hmm. like we were able to donate to therapy for black girls and everybody who we commissioned to participate we were able to support them with the support that you all sent us so thank you so much This is why we ask for donations. This is how we're able to do what we do. And it is truly appreciated. So thank y'all. Word. Y'all came through. So this is the part of the show where we as a podcast talk about how to send us donations and why we need them and all that good shit. As we are in this current season of National Uprising, we are actually, instead of talking about how you can donate to the show, we have a link in the show notes for how you can donate to a variety of bailout funds and petition lists, like things that you can do, actions you can take to participate and contribute to the current national uprising. And so we suggest that you check out that link. If you find that you are the kind of person you're like, yo, I bailed everybody out. Now I'm going to send some money to Tea with Queen J. We will take that shit too. So we have um, links in our show notes for that yeah. as well. If you would like to sponsor Tea with Queen and J podcast, if you'd like to advertise with us, if you'd like to hear your ad on Tea with Queen and J, T-mail us at teawithqueenandj at gmail.com. If you'd like to hire us to speak at your school or organization about white supremacist, patriarchal capitalism, womanism, black feminism, black hair, or some shit you've heard us discuss on the podcast, or if you'd like us to do a virtual live show or consult you or your team, send us your T-mail at teawithqueenandj at gmail.com. Um, I also wanted to give a quick libations. I forgot. I did an IG live with Rory on Instagram. Well, I said IG live, so that's fucking Instagram. But anyway, (laughs) Rory has been doing artist conversations with folks on their Instagram. We had a really good conversation about Tea with Queen and Jay, about art, about creating and producing and shit like that. And I'm really appreciative of that dialogue you can follow rory at roar still so that's r-o-r-s-t-l-l on instagram so check in if you follow you'll see ig live pop up and it'll be a conversation with some creator thank you again rory for taking the time to talk with me and thanks for everybody who popped in yo that shit is always comforting when i see familiar faces Mm -hmm, yeah so i appreciate that so thanks to everybody who was up in there for that cool so let's get into donation libations we got lots of new patrons thank you ross and tammy for upping your pledge y'all are real ones and we also got, like I said, many new patrons. So thank you to Kim, Jamila, Autumn, Harlan, Asil, Rab, Sam, Karen, <laughs> Karen, Candice, Julio, Christy, Roz, CJ, Tyreek, Penny, Jessica, Bevo, Adrian, and then we have Brandy. 
And Brandy says, I appreciate you both so much. Y'all are everything. Thanks for the beautiful June team celebration. And then we also got Marietta. Marietta says, hey, y'all, finally pledge. Love the honesty, wisdom, and black-ass joy you two put into this podcast. This is the first podcast I've ever listened to consistently, and I'm never disappointed. Every week I feel seen and sane in a world built to have me feel invisible and crazy. Your affirmations have inspired me to develop and stay focused on my visions and goals. I claim all of the bundles. Yes, I like that. While I always and forever stunt on these motherfucking hoes. That's right. Gang, gang. I could, she didn't say gang, gang. That's, that's, that's mean. <laughs> <laughs> I could go on and on, but I'll just say thank you, even though I really can't thank you enough. Sending you to restoration, peace, and love, Marietta. Thank you Thank so you, much. Thank you, Marietta. I love that restoration. Hand it over. Thank you. Yes, that's dope. We also got PayPal donations. Thanks to everybody who hit us on the PayPal this week. Thank you so much to Shelby, Evan, Beverly, Quincy. Thank you so much. We got a donation from Wheezy, and Wheezy says, It's not much, but I listen to the podcast every week. I'm grateful for your voices and the work you do, Wheezy. Thank you so much, Wheezy. We appreciate you. And it doesn't matter any amount that you send is perfect so you don't have to tell us that it's not much because we use that shit just the fucking same yo so thank you so much we definitely appreciate you orion or orin i know you've told us how to say this before i apologize for forgetting they say for being bomb ass womanist race nerds and then give us our rbg symbols thank you so much we appreciate you you know what i keep doing in my head who's next (laughs) go 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 (laughs) that applies that applies (laughs) Kiyoka says, please add this to the MacBook collection plate. Love you guys and we'll miss you in July, but I hope you're getting a much needed break. Thanks for keeping the podcast going during the quarantine and Zoom Juneteenth was lit. I live in NOLA and couldn't go to the previous years and it was nice to be included this time around. Stay blackity black and be encouraged. Thank you so much, Kiyoka. Thank you. For anybody who doesn't know... We are raising money to replace my MacBook that has yes. been through a lot that we've been using to edit this podcast all these years. Since the beginning of time. <laughs> it's the beginning of motherfucking time. So yeah, um, feel free to send us donations so that I can please replace and upgrade my freaking MacBook. That would be dope. Yeah, it is time. Long overdue. <laughs> Kim says, thank you, Kim, for your donation. Kim says, your Juneteenth kickback truly blessed me as a black millennial woman. It's been a tough month. Much love to you too. New faithful listener. Also, I went back and listened to your model minority episode and was talking to y'all. Thank you. That ain't no damn myth. Yeah, y'all should listen back to that episode. It really wasn't. That episode of The Grapevine pissed me off. I wish more people would have spoken up besides the two of you and the guy whose name is escaping me who spoke about Chinese people colonizing Africa. Enjoy your break. Thank you so much, Kim. That was um, Wilson, the man's them. I was about to say Bruv, man's them. Everyone's an op. Everyone's an op. Everybody to Wilson is a fucking op. He's not wrong. It's just funny how he says it. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. And thank you to everybody who checks us out on Grapevine TV. For anyone who doesn't know, that's a panel show that we participate in on YouTube. So you can find us there sometimes on the occasional grapevine episode and so libations to them and libations to everybody who watches and supports us there so thank you so much Mm -hmm. rebecca says thank you both for everything you do take my white guilt money 
Honestly, so excited for you to take July off. Rest up, wind down, libations, and respect to you. Thank you so much, Rebecca. Thanks, Rebecca. And thanks Thank for you. like saying what it is. Take my white guilt money. Yes, we will take that shit. We will use it. We will appreciate it. And your white guilt money helped us contribute to our contributors for a fucking Juneteenth, yep. yo. And mm-hmm. that is, that's mad important. Like, it's one thing, you know, to get donations from you all and to be able to like, support ourselves in terms of like supporting this podcast Mm -hmm. and being able to like keep this podcast running and do different events but to be able to then pass that along and make sure that we're being equitable to those who we ask to contribute to what we do and those who we ask to labor for us that's like super duper important so thanks everybody for supporting us and we appreciate all of you so for the month of july Queen and Jay yes, 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 will be yes. taking a much-needed break Facts. Um, to restore ourselves, to refill restore, ourselves, to clean refill, our apartments, to love our pets, our to love on ourselves, to wash love our hair, to wax Power. our legs. Wax our fucking legs, to- bro. <laughs> wax our legs. Just to do all the things that recenter us and all of that shit. Um, mm-hmm. So we will be back in August. Yep. And, um... You know, that's it. That's it. That's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> we'll still we'll still be on the social media. So if you um hit us up on social media, we will be checking that. If you hit us up on, if you send us email, we will we will be checking our email. So we're still active. We're still here. Yeah. We are just not we're producing just not the podcast any, right now. Yeah, this not. is very hard for me to do. It's very hard for me to take a break, especially because we're doing like something that i love doing so this is like a a challenge and so i just want to be transparent about the fact that it is very hard for me to be like i'll see y'all in a month like she, never she tried to before. work again and i had to I shut definitely down. i was like what definitely the fuck was like yo all we gotta do i'm like no all we gotta do no. is we just record like mad no. episodes in one day and then no. we have it for the month and i'll just edit it when i feel like it and then no. boom podcast in july but then we didn't no. like do it with every week like it's fine no yeah i can't i can't I, that's I not have a, a problem i have a problem i was I looking really at you like to... what is wrong with her a lot a lot <laughs> a lot so yeah so yeah so we are taking a break we're taking a fucking break. You're gonna love I'm, it. I'm You're talking gonna to enjoy myself. it. You're gonna be like, look at all this time. <laughs> look, look at this, yo. Look at this. Shit, I feel like that every other week when Sam edits. I'd be like, yo, it's look a, at all I got this a whole time. extra day. Look, 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 at, like look at this. Those men in, um, what's that movie? Step Brothers. And it was like, look at all this space. Look at all this space. To do activities. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna do so many activities. They're all gonna include cleaning and organizing and <laughs> swiping on Tinder, yo. That's what they're gonna include. That's what I'm gonna be doing, so. So, yes, we will be back in August. Enjoy Mm -hmm. your July, everyone. Yes. And we will make sure we enjoy ours. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. All right. What kind of tea are you drinking? I'm drinking green tea. Okay. delish. What kind of tea are you? Good. No, no. Rewind. What kind of elixir tea have you concocted today? Thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm having an Earl Grey because I really do love Earl Grey tea and the flavor and shit like that. But I also have a splash mm-hmm. and it is just a splash because I had some more left in my um, teapot. So it is a splash of Teas by G's CBG formula. And that like helps with pain and digestion and like, you know, other things that have scientific names that I forget. Mm-hmm. Colitis. I might be making that up. I don't fucking know. But 
shit that you have with, with like your stomach and shit like that or whatever. So I had a splash of that mm-hmm. in there. I probably should have had a whole bag of that, but I didn't want to take. It's a mint tea, and I was like had been drinking mint, so threw an Earl Earl Grey tea bag in there. Got a splash of that going, and you know I'm ready. And the Earl Grey has like you know Earl Grey has more caffeine, which I yeah. need. Mm-hmm. Caffeine, yo, and I don't know if any other anyone else who deals with a little bit of um depression i said a little bit like it's a little bit pregnant but anyway for anybody who deals with depression <laughs> yo caffeine be making me feel like yo you it's got a, this it's an upper it is yeah, it is an upper. upper when you put it um, is sometimes i try not to you know do it because they say caffeine is not that great for you but for me i deserve yo i deserve caffeine it does me good it makes me happy for at least like 45 minutes and I deserve I did, that. I did an experiment in college on an anatomy and physiology where we put caffeine droplets on a frog's heart. Okay. And it like <laughs> oh. it made it like beat so fast. So wow. it's an upper. A living frog? It was like I don't know how they do this. So it was like dead but alive. Like oh, sounds abusive. It was dead. All all the science is abusive. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it was dead, but it's still like because it's chemical reactions. It made the heartbeat, so it's not actual oh, okay. alive alive heart. But because right. you see movement, you would think, oh, it's alive. Right, right, yeah. right. All right, everybody, protect your frogs. You'll hold them close. <laughs> For real. Scientists frogs, out here, cats, doctors out here, goats, not the cats. Mash it. You use and, yeah. Uh, that's like all right okay what are your pronouns what are your pronouns let's let's let's, let's end this <laughs> my pronouns are she and her what are your pronouns my pronouns are she her they them and a separate from my pronouns and aside from my pronouns i'm also not a lady so please refrain from calling us ladies we thank you and we love you in advance who are you calling a lady you you what are your affirmations what are you affirming for yourself this i week? affirm that i am a bad bitch i affirm that i am enough i affirm that i will be self-employed and financially wealthy without trauma i'm also going to add that i affirm that i'm going to find a really nice apartment that i love yes you are and my cat love that has lots of sunlight mm-hmm. and space. I yep. think I want like bay windows. What's that? Where you can sit in it? Yeah. Okay. I'm just going to say that I want that and I affirm mm-hmm. that. So that's what I mm-hmm. see. You deserve. I also affirm, uh, which might be already in your head. I affirm a lot of storage space for oh, you. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, storage space. And... Um, storage space i want to not have children live above me who run back and forth and all over the place yes 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 yes. laundry room in the building Mm -hmm. or in your apartment let's you know let's yeah let's let's get crazy in my apartment let's get crazy and i want a dishwasher yes dishwasher. i affirm all of those pieces affirm you deserve yes all of that yes all of that in a prime location yo Yes, I want to live in a neighborhood this. where I can like do stuff in my neighborhood besides mm. go to the store. Right. I've never lived; I've always lived in a hood, so like it's usually not lots to do. I have to go to other neighborhoods to like have a social life. Right. So mm-hmm. it'd be nice to like leave my house and like walk to a bar, <laughs> like mm-hmm. leave my mm-hmm. house and walk to a cafe. Like you know, I've never yeah. lived in a place like that. So where you where you are comfortable being, right? 
Mm-hmm. No, there's no cafes. I never lived anywhere where there was a cafe near me. No, I know. I'm saying in your new split, a new your new place, places that you can walk to, but also places that you want to go to. You know, because yeah, I live and, walking distance oh, yes, to all the things. Oh yeah, you don't want to go there. I don't want to hang out with. Yeah, them I people. still want to live around black people. I still right. want to live around mm-hmm. black and brown people. So that's a. I love it. That's going to be a. I affirm it. I affirm it. I'm affirm not, it. I, I love it. It's I fantastic. also affirm that I'm well rested. My hair and fashions are popping. My body and mind are healthy. Healthy. And that I will forever and always stun on you hoes. I affirm that I will continue this sexual relationship with my sex buddy who is adding pleasure to my life. <laughs> um, I also affirm a safe and healthy reopening of New York City and a safe shutdown for all you other states who was wilding. Mm-hmm. Wild out. <laughs> That's what they was doing. Wilding out. If you happen to LOS, it's rough riding now. Wild out. That's what they was doing. Um, so, yeah, I affirm. Did you have friends in that video? I feel like everybody had friends in that probably, video. If I rewatch it, I probably would be like, oh, shit. Yeah. I'm sure of it. <laughs> I'm sure of it. Sure everybody had friends in the Rough Riders video. Because <laughs> they let everybody come. We all know somebody come. that was in a Rough Riders video. I used to date period. somebody on a Rough Riders street team because it was just like mm-hmm. a free, like anybody could Family be a Rough fair. Rider. Anybody Libations to Rough Riders, Riders, yo. Libations Anybody. to Rough Riders. Those are some mm-hmm. community ass bitches. <laughs> okay? The Rough Riders. <laughs> we see you. <laughs> we feel you. Thank you for holding space for the hood. Thank you, Rough Riders. <laughs> Um, so yeah, Free the locks. Too, right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, re, um, healthy reopening for cities and states that are reopening things. A safe closure of things for the states that was wilding out. You know, Rona has affected non-white communities in really, really different ways. So I want to yeah. affirm that all of you folks will be safe and healthy. I also mm-hmm. affirm for everyone listening to this podcast, for everyone's families of a listener who listen to this podcast, for everyone's mm-hmm. cat. Dog, mm, plant, mm. lizard, whatever. Yes, and anyone yes. who has Fish. somehow has some kind of relation to TB Queenie J, I want to affirm that you will have a fruitful, you will still have a fruitful and abundant ass 2020, sending you mm-hmm. all the bundles. That is still possible. This year has been, and I'm not a person who says this year has been shit, but this year has been shit. But there is still yeah. space and time for abundance to, you know, jump into your life. So I want to affirm mm-hmm. that that happens for all of us as well. I love it. Yeah. What are you affirming for yourself, Jay? Um, I want to start by also affirming. I want to affirm sex and I want to affirm cuddles and I want to affirm that it will be in a healthy way that me and my new sex partner will, who I have yet to meet will, or maybe I've met them already. I don't know, but, uh, we (laughs) will not, (laughs) right. (laughs) We will, we will not get COVID. We will not give each other COVID. Um, and we will be safe and healthy and we will not like make each other sick. So I want to affirm that shit because I'm fucking over this, guys. All right. <laughs> I'm over it. I don't know how y'all are feeling, but I am fucking over it. And I would appreciate um some love and tenderness. I need that. <laughs> yeah, I definitely. That's that's where I'm at with it. OK, we had a good run. I did my best. I've been in here since fucking March. It's about to be fucking July. July. 
and I'm over it. I know people are in the streets. I know people are fucking. I'm really trying not to get this COVID. I'm really trying not to give this COVID to my grandma. I hope that that fucking white man who fucking hit me in the street uh, did not have the Rona, even though he looked like he was dripping in it. Anyway. <laughs> so, so yes. So I want to affirm. That's, he looked like a fucking Rona droplet. But I want to <laughs> affirm healthy sexual partnership in the near future without trauma i also want to affirm a life full of abundance health wealth and abundance of income sustainable rewarding and financially beneficial self-employment the opportunities that i'm about to have and secure will be even more popping than the opportunities that presented themselves before quarantino i affirm that i am enough my apartment is paid for my rent is paid I am productive. Opportunities are fruitful and bountiful without trauma. I affirm an earlier sleep schedule. Hey, I have an earlier sleep schedule, y'all. It happens. It happens. But I do want to affirm that I will continue to wake up early in the morning because I know how this goes. Okay? We've seen my daytime routine and (laughs) it was whack. All right? So I want to just affirm I do like the morning. I do like waking up and seeing like the sun and shit. You're an actual morning person. Yeah, I am. I am a morning person. When I can get up in the morning, I fucks with it. I love it. But when my body is like, ugh, life again, it makes mornings like, it it makes just the day. I don't give a shit what time it is. It's just like, I don't want to be awake. It's whack. But yes, I do want to affirm morning. I want to maintain this morning schedule because I really do fuck with it. I love it. It's beautiful. Mm -hmm. I affirm healthy, platonic, and romantic intimacy. I affirm a brand new MacBook Pro with all this shit. I was in in the spirit of these affirmations. I was looking at the options, seeing what's out there, seeing what they cost. Okay. (laughs) So I need something that has a lot of space, whatever y'all tech people call that. I need something that runs fast. Somebody tell me, do I need to update my memory? Thank you. Memory. Okay. Do I need to update my internet if I get a fast computer? Somebody let me know. I don't know. But I need something that has all of the things because I saw stuff and it was like all these different options. But I was like, do I need to add this? Do I need to add that? So hit me up. Let me know what's good. You better just ask Tatiana, girl. I could. You know what? Duh. Okay, great. I'll ask Tatiana. Um, I affirm that me and my loved ones are healthy. I affirm a new studio and workspace where we can record and work and be comfortable at our convenience post Rona. Mm -hmm. And I affirm liberation and power to all the people. I affirm all of that shit, yo. I need that. Yes. All right. You guys, you folks trying to chill on the gendered language. Um, I don't know if any of you have been on the internet lately, but, um, if you have been on social media, and just in general, for anybody who has been consuming media, wherever it is, a lot of folks have been talking about transformative justice, restorative justice. Yeah. I'm sure the word reformation has been floating around. Accountability, all of those things. Accountability. <laughs> <laughs> you will be held accountable. I know we're laughing, but all of that shit is important. <laughs> yeah. All of that shit is wild important. And we are two bitches here at Tea with Queen and J podcast. We are two womanist race nerds who believe in transformative justice. We believe in restorative justice. We believe in being held accountable. We believe in holding niggas accountable, whatever that means. Yeah. So we support all of these fucking initiatives. 
But we do acknowledge that, first of all, mad niggas don't know what that shit is. And that's okay. That's fine. Yep. And you all are still part of the community, part of our community. Like these these processes. <laughs> I don't know why that word's funny to me. But these processes <laughs> are no communal. Uh-huh. They're fucking communal. Mm-hmm. And so it's important that whether you know what that shit is or not, like somebody bring you up to speed because you are a part of the community, community that these transformative justice like these are community initiatives so like you're involved in it whether you know what that shit is or not so yes. it's important that we don't dim- dismiss community members who are not up on whatever that lingo is or whatever these processes are the other piece of it why we're talking about it today is because recently on the social means and we're not going to discuss the issue um because i feel like the issue as it was discussed and presented on social media, it was important that this, while it was taking place publicly on social media, it was important that white folks do not engage yeah. in the process, in this particular process. And I feel like because we have a large white listenership and large, This ain't their business. This ain't y'all's business. This ain't y'all's business. Right. Business. Right. So. So, so that's why I'm not discussing the details of what happened here. But I would say something happened within the community of niggas that we commune with. And there was an effort on social media, an effort that took place. It took place off social media as well, based on what I read. But it, it played out on social media, on Twitter specifically. And there was an effort to make this like a transformative justice action, an action of restorative justice to bring justice to the person who was harmed in whatever incident or incidences sees. I don't know, guys. Incident sigh. <laughs> incident sigh, right. <laughs> there was effort to bring justice to that person while also an effort not to ruin, quote unquote, or cancel or, um, I guess, punish in a certain way, perhaps. Yeah. The, it's, it's, uh, it's like they're trying to remove the punitive... Right, right, the abuser, right, yeah. Yeah. So we're talking about it here today because, what the fuck, y'all? And because (laughs) it was, um, these processes, because they are new and because they, new to a lot of people, and because a lot of us, even those of us, and I'm just saying us because of the community of niggas that we're in, but not because I am some sort of expert in this shit, because I don't fucking know either. We're learning as well. A lot of us, we're learning, okay? A lot of those who are putting this shit in place, putting this shit in action, have never done this shit before. Mm-hmm. And the, my, my, my point in talking about this is, like, that shit is okay. Like, mistakes are going to be made. Yep. We're all still figuring it out. And, yeah, mistakes were made. But anyway, let's talk a little bit about... I just want to kind of give some definitions on what this shit is. What the fuck is transformative justice? What is restorative justice? What is accountability? Just real quick. So transformative justice, as defined by the Internet, is a way of addressing an individual act of harm that relies on community members instead of the police, the the law or the government. Fuck (laughs) them. The law or the government, also known as the state. It is a it is a response to the racism and gender based oppression that shape life for many people of color. So that's transformative justice. Restorative justice, which these these terms are often used interchangeably. interchangeably. And I'm just going to say what restorative justice 
um, means as per the internet and you all can decide what the differences are between those two or if you feel that they're the same, whatever the fuck. So restorative justice is an approach to justice in which one of the responses to a crime is to organize a meeting between the victim and the offender, sometimes with representatives of the wider community. I will say that there are instances where a crime per se has not occurred, but harm has been caused. Yeah. And so people will use transformative justice or, or restorative justice to rectify that harm as a community instead of being carceral, I believe the term is, which is like, I want this person punished or ruined or put in jail or whatever the fuck. Yeah, I've been seeing carceral thrown around. Yeah, so transformative justice, restorative justice keeps in mind the well-being of both the victim and the abuser. And so I think that there are still a lot of things that people are working out and figuring out, like when is transformative justice necessary? I think the goal for a lot of people is to enact transformative or restorative justice in all instances. And I think for a lot of people, that's a part of eliminating the the state per se or eliminating yeah. mm-hmm. the industrial prison complex, eliminating um, and getting rid of the police. And then when it comes to things that are not crimes but have caused harm, kind of healing us and healing the community so that we can move forward in ways that are productive and not further abusive or harmful to one another. Yeah, so like the thing with the word crime is that what I'm thinking of. A lot Mm -hmm. of my ideas of what crime is is based on what the state says. Right, yes. So how do we even determine what a crime is? Like We kind of have to dismantle what our idea of crime is even actually fucking is but you know we're learning and figuring it out because that just jumped out to me just now Mm -hmm. from you just sharing a definition um yeah no that's that's important that's fantastic because we often hear a lot of things where people will will be told that like harm was caused yeah and they'll be like well that ain't no crime and it's like so you're gonna let some white man tell (laughs) Tell you you. right so you're gonna let the state tell you whether you actually harmed your brother your sister your sibling yeah or not you're gonna just let them fucking decide yeah so sometimes i think for a lot of us who say fuck the system fuck the police we still let the system dictate what we consider to be harm and that in itself is harmful yes because there are things and, and there are harmful things that we do to one another that are not crimes. And there's, there still should be some level of justice, some level of accountability yes. or reconciliation with those who were harmed. And then there are and, things that the state considers a crime that is yes, not that a, are not that are not a right, crime. Right. Like right, sex right. work or something like that. You mm-hmm. know? Yeah. Things that do not cause harm. Yes. But are considered crimes because of the state's agenda to either suck the community dry of financial resources or suck the community dry of their physical resources and have folks in prison doing labor exactly or have folks in prison so that they can get money from the state or whatever the fuck exactly so accountability the word accountable as defined of a person organization or institution required or expected to justify actions or decisions responsible so accountability would be i don't know a form of whatever doing that shit (laughs) yeah but anyway so this thing happens on social media and we're tapped into it because of the work that we do because this podcast that we do so we see this thing floating around and it seemed like a good faith effort to call somebody in and to 
exact transformative justice, restorative Restorative justice justice within and amongst the community on this public platform. But that's where niggas be at. We are the community. We be on fucking Twitter or whatever. A lot of shit happened with that. And if you are on social, you are you can search that. If you know what we're talking about, cool, go forward and search it. Like there have been further developments. If you know what I'm talking about, cool. If you don't know what we're talking about, I don't think that you're losing anything in this conversation. I think this shit is still very relevant. Mm -hmm. So a lot of shit happened with that. Mistakes were made. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We were watching. (laughs) Yes. We were watching things. We were reading things and mistakes were made. Um, But what I do want to say about this is, again... A lot of people are familiar with the language of transformative justice, restorative restorative justice, accountability, and shit like that. A lot of people are familiar with that language, but also for a lot of people within our community, they don't know what the fuck that is. They don't know what the fuck we're talking about. And I think that there needs to be some... If we're trying to engage in these practices, which Mm -hmm. are new for a lot of people, I think that there needs to be room for explaining to people... What the fuck is happening? Why we're doing this? I know people on social had a lot of questions about the process because it looks different than what people are used to. We're used to somebody did something bad. And so now we punish them for that bad thing. And that punishment can look all different ways. There were questions about, okay, well, what kind of bad was it? Like, that matters. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. What the fuck? Mm -hmm. So just a lot of confusion, I think, that came from this effort to exact transformative justice restorative justice well let me change even that word exact is like maybe a little carceral but like Uh to engage in transformative justice restorative justice in this effort there was this particular effort there was a lot of confusion Uh and i think that that is on some level that's okay because this is something new that people are trying to do Mm -hmm. this is something new there's going to be trial and error, and I think that this was one of those instances where there's a lot of there's a lot of trial here and there's a lot of error here. Yeah. And what I'm saying is everybody calm down. Everybody <laughs> fucking relax. Because I feel like there, there was a lot of trial and a lot of error, and I feel like those many of those people who were at the forefront of this trial and error, many yeah. of those people who were administering, for lack of a better word, this transformative justice, this restorative justice, I think were a little bit defensive and um, maybe lacking in a little bit of humility as people were questioning, hey, what's going on? Yeah. How do we move forward in this? Why Why are we doing this this way? And I feel like if you are heading this process that maybe um, that, that some of ex- us understand, but, but the rest of us don't. Even if, like, sorry, I'm going to cut you off, but, like, even if you do understand, it's still a process you have not yet really seen in your community. So a lot of this is theory for a lot of people. This is not something that has been put in practice. So even if you have read whatever about transformative justice or restorative justice and feel like that's something that aligns with you, you've still never seen it. You still lived your whole life in this punitive crime carceral drag call out cancel we've all lived this our entire lives so Mm -hmm. to see it in play it's gonna feel uncomfortable it's gonna be like what the fuck is this even if you have some information you know it's something Mm -hmm. being new introduced it's a new thing introducing the community right you know Right, right and i think that to talk to the humidity you spoke of i think there needed to be some of that because you are introducing something new to the community and this is the community. You're engaging with right. the community. 
Right. And Niggas is, who don't know what you're doing are part of the community too. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And a part of uh, restorative justice, it, it does restore the peace and the community. Mm-hmm. And the community is going to have questions. The community is right. going to be confused and be like, I need clarity. The community is going to do those things. So I think it is important that you have care and humility for the community as well, even if they're not the person directly harmed, even if they're not the person who is the perpetrator, who is going to be reentered into the community in some kind of way. There still Mm -hmm. needs to be some humility for everyone involved, especially when you're first introducing this in action to the community. Like Mm -hmm. that is important. Because a bitch was confused. (laughs) 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 And I do understand the pieces of restorative justice and things like that. And have been doing research and looking into the things and all of that, but have never really seen it in action. Mm -hmm. So a bitch was confused. (laughs) (laughs) Even with the information, it's not a bevy of information, but even right. with the information and kind of understanding, like, this is what, Jay, we was confused as fuck. Yeah. I was confused about a few things. And, like, rightfully confused. I was confused. confused about a few things. And I, I, because it was confusion, I'm not comfortable really saying what I was confused about yeah. because so many, so many pieces of it have shifted. Yeah. And I don't want my confusion to cause more confusion. So exactly. right, that's but another my reason point, why we're handling it this way as well. Yeah, we, yeah. yeah. We don't want to. I don't want to contribute yeah. to like the harm that was caused by the goal of eliminating harm. Like I don't want to. <laughs> like I don't. I just. How do we get I here just, again? How do we get? Here? You know, I. <sighs> I don't want to. Yeah. yeah. And so I, you know, I didn't. I did not engage. In a lot of the question asked, I did ask one question that was ignored, and that's cool. Like, no big deal. I honestly, my preference I is. I did too. I was ignoring. Just remember. Hey, my preference is if you don't know how to answer, fucking ignore me, okay? Because <laughs> I watched a lot of responses that were out of, it seemed a little bit of like frustration, mm-hmm. um, a little bit of annoyance, a lack of humility. And so, yeah, it's totally okay not to respond. I'm a stranger nigga on Twitter. You don't owe me anything, okay? Yeah, cool. word. But from from some of the responses that I saw, some of them were comfortable mm-hmm. answering questions, and some of them did seem to involve a little bit of humility. And I think that others were a little bit like, I don't know, we said what we said. Like, what's the problem? You know what I'm saying? And it's like, well, the problem is- We were right. shit. <laughs> We is restorative shit. Feel, don't you feel healed? Shoot. Don't you feel healed? We're doing restorative shit over here. We're doing this for you. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Um, but my point is, and this goes on both sides. Like, I don't, I don't think it's terrible that this was mad confusing yeah. and a mess. Yeah. I don't think that that's a yeah. terrible thing. I think that that's a part of the trial and error of participating and engaging in these things in real life, in mm-hmm. real time. Yeah. And like trying to move different and trying to fucking dismantle the system like it's messy it can be messy and so i think that it's okay Mm -hmm. that it was messy i think that it would be helpful if 
we as a community and people trying to dismantle shit moved with a little bit more humility. And I'm I'm not, I just want to remind people I'm not talking about being humble because I don't believe that humble is for black not women good. or black non-binary people or whatever. Not at all. So that's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about in terms of when it comes to the way that we engage with one another, I think that it would be helpful in this process of dismantling shit if we came to each other with a little bit more understanding and gave you yeah grace yo give niggas room to make mistakes i'm not good at grace but yeah i agree (laughs) yeah give niggas room to make mistakes and then you can give yourself space to make mistakes and then when somebody comes at you like hey this looks like a mistake yo what's good then you're like you're not like you know what you know what you don't seem to understand it seems like the problem is with you okay i'm along i'm along off i'm getting off of this app so if you allow yourself to make mistakes and allow other people to make mistakes yes. and extend that grace to yourself, then it won't be so, perhaps it won't be so fucking like stressful and tumultuous when people are like, hey, what had happened here? Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? Um, so yeah. And so, and that goes to everybody because there were people, there were people kind of like lashing out like, hey, y'all tried this thing and y'all look stupid. Da, 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 da. You know, like. Listen, everybody is trying, yo. We're all fucked up, yo. Isn't everybody on better health because we're <laughs> fucked up? Like, black people on better health. White folks, I know y'all got problems. But our problems, when we are tapped into therapy, they are all because of slavery, okay? Yeah. They are all tied to white supremacist, patriarchal capitalism. Even if it's shit that we have, have issues, if we have fucking issues with our parents or whatever our problems are are tied to white supremacy it is point blank period yep. so if we if we all know that we are working to dismantle the system within ourselves and the greater system and that we come to the space having been fucking uh, with people trying to kill us right niggas is always trying to kill us something is always trying to take us out and we have survived in spite of that if we know that we are those niggas why are we talking to each other like we have all the answers, like we are not hurting, like we haven't all experienced yes. white supremacist patriarchal mm-hmm. capitalism? We need to be dealing with and engaging each other in love. And like that to me is is something that's at the center of this restorative justice, transformative justice piece, you know? And yeah. I know it doesn't say love. And I know that like I am somebody who I don't need to change the hearts and minds of people. I just need niggas to like do the right thing. And so... If me saying love sounds ridiculous to you, then cool. But I, I do mean grace. I do mean like, yo, talk to each other nice, yeah, yo. Treat each other with tenderness. Please. Something. Yeah, everybody calm down. And acknowledge that, like we said before, people will be harmed in this process, mm-hmm. right? When you don't know what you're doing, when you're figuring shit it's out. It's like parenting, okay? People get yes, people get hurt. <laughs> it's like parenting. In parenting, people get hurt every day. Yes. You are going to fuck up your kids. The thing <laughs> is, is it going to be fixable? Did you fuck them up out of love or did you fuck them up because you really, wow, look look at, look at fucking you. <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? There are those parents and then there are parents who fuck their kids up out of love. They were doing their best. I fucked you up. I'm sorry. sorry. You know what I'm saying? So there will be people My mom harmed. Says that often. <laughs> what sorry she'd be like, i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> oh i wish my mother could do that without bursting into tears okay <laughs> i should have took y'all to the dentist more. <laughs> well you come from a crying ass family so i do both yeah, sides yo calm down stop it anyway everybody relax we're still learning we're still growing mistakes happen and like 
it's okay. It is. And okay. I want to add that we say all the time that black people are allowed to be mediocre. We say yep. all the time that we're not a monolith. We say mm-hmm. all the time that we exist in all these different ways. But like it seems that when it comes to liberation or whatever, we, we, we think that the people who are often talking about the liberation process, we assume that they're perfect. Yeah. And they're not. And they're mm-hmm. never going to be. Like, we're never going to be. We get, we get the highlight reel. Well, not really the highlight reel, because fucked up shit happened during the civil rights movements yeah. and the Black Power movement and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. we generally hear the good stuff. There was there was plans that failed. There yep. was strategies got that hurt. did not fucking work. There was mm-hmm. people who were hurt in the process so yep. From one another within the community. Within the community. From the community. Within mm-hmm. the community. Like, so this stuff is not removed. This stuff is going right. to happen. Like, I'm thinking about that, the black box thing when everyone was posted out on Instagram and that became like this yeah, hot mess. Blackout Tuesday. Yeah, yeah, it became like this hot mess because I don't even know how it became a hot mess, but it became one. We yeah. don't know what we're doing. We're all learning mm-hmm. as we're going along. We're all figuring it out. We're all having ideas and just implementing them on the cuff because all of this stuff is very like, you. how do you plan for your revolution when you're being harmed right now in this moment? Yes. How do you do that? There's you, we're no... all planning under duress. Yeah. We're doing all of this shit <laughs> under fucking duress, yo. Like, how do you do that? That is something that... I think it's impossible. And mm-hmm. I think that, like you said, we just need to have a little more grace. I get the frustration because I get frustrated. I get right. the, like, being confused. And I get the, like, we can disagree. Like, all of that stuff is, I think, okay feelings to have. But I think overall we need to realize none of us have ever done this before. Mm-hmm. Not a single motherfucking one of us have done this before. Mm-hmm. Like, at all and if you tap into your elders who have been through this tap they're gonna, into the elders they're gonna tell you some shit that you're like yes what wait what? <laughs> <laughs> hey, what i, I, yep. I promise you if they were like yep. actively involved in whatever processes were happening they're gonna mm-hmm. tell you some shit it, ha- it it's no way that we can be engulfed in white supremacist patriarchal capitalism and go through this process unharmed even within our communities that's Mm -hmm. impossible and like we just have to like be real about that shit right you know yep so that's what i have to say about about all the shit that my grandparents told me (laughs) wait what yeah that's what i'm saying like what but why (laughs) it's funny because when the elders tell us things that's ridiculous we know they're ridiculous because of what they did you know what i'm saying like we know they're ridiculous because they did it before us yeah and we learned from their mistakes and so they'll say something we're like wait what but what why why would you do that why and we think it's because we have some sort of like knowledge that you know like we know better we know better because they taught us better yes we learned it from them we learned it from you we learned it from you. You made me think of that commercial. I know, that I know. I'm ripping the commercial. I know that was intentional. Oh, okay. Thank you, Queen. Yes. <laughs> I learned it from you, Dad. We got it from you. But yeah, no. They taught us how to do better because of their mistakes, yo. Oh, the past. Ghetto. All right. So um, let's restore mm-hmm. and take a break. Let's take a break. Let's do that. Money, 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 money. <laughs> Money! Do you know what this year is? 
what every year is all about. Yeah, but like giving black women year. your money. Yes, give okay. black women your money. Hashtag pay black women, yo. Okay, okay. So, so how do they give black women their money? Well, they can start by giving us their money. Oh yes, yes. We do this dope ass women's race nerd podcast every motherfucking every week. week. Sometimes and, twice um, a week. Yeah, yo. <laughs> and we could use your loving motherfucking donations. Um, we definitely can. Absolutely. So how can you do that? You can go to our website. Yo. TeamWithQueenAndJay.com. Hit that donate tab. Mm-hmm. And we have two options there. So you, two! Two! You become a patron or you can just donate through PayPal. Yep. You choose. We mm-hmm. give you a choice That's right. on how you give us money. That's right. If you want to donate via Patreon, we're asking all of our listeners to break us off $2 a month. That's $24 a year. And if everybody who listens does that shit, we will have everything that we need to do everything we want to do for this podcast. Everything. And if you love us so much that you want to break us off a one-time donation, a multiple-time donation, or if you don't like the the once-a-month kind of system, you can go to our PayPal and give us any amount of money. We will take that shit. We will love that shit. We will appreciate that we shit. We will use that shit. That's right. So once again, teawithqueenandj.com. Hit the donate tab and choose your donation method of Choice. Oh my god, we're gonna get money again <laughs> all the time. Yes, and we're black all the time. We're gracefully yes. black. We are gracefully black, yo, and sloppily and messily and mistakefully black. Exactly. You know, you know, not on accident, but full of mistakes. <laughs> all right. So, like we said before, we were recently on an episode of The Grapevine. The Grapevine is a panel show featuring mostly millennial panelists. And what's the other generation? The next one? Gen Z. Gen Z. What are Xennials? Gen Z. Oh, okay. I think that's that too. a way to say it. Gen right, Z. right, right. So, all the people, them, we do the show <laughs> and... Um, yeah, and it's a panel show. Black people talking to one another about all kind of shit. It's a good forum type show. It's like Teen Summit 2020. And we're not I teens, I used to want right? to be on Teen Summit. Really? I wanted to be on that show. I can't tell you the show I used to want to be on because it's like you was alive when that show was on. <laughs> but they used to say every kid's name that was on the show. I'd be like, when are they going to say my name? Anyway. <laughs> so we are panelists on the grapevine here and there on occasion and this particular episode it was called was it black black the relationship between black men and women yeah. right mm-hmm. so that was the episode title yeah. uh, i was told by apple care the way that i understood what it was supposed to be was a conversation in light of all the things that have been going on I feel like happening to black women and some of the conversation that has come from that between black men and non-men like though that dialogue, I thought we were going to talk a little bit more about that. And it got, that shit got mad weird, yo. Shit was weird. Yeah. I don't, I had already decided at the, that week that I was not the same way. I don't talk to white people about right. this shit i wasn't talking to right. black men about this shit anymore yeah so when we got it i was like i want to do that <laughs> yeah i was thinking i was thinking I that no it'll them. be good it'll be good for us to be there and i really did think because the grapevine i would say has a a semi-diverse group of 
black men cast members. I was not thinking that the pool of niggas that Agreed. was there. I would agree. With I thought you it was there. yeah. I was like, why the where the fuck yeah. is so and so? Why is, who? Why are these three niggas? Here? Yeah. When and I no, there, no disrespect like... to Wordsmith. He seems like a nice guy, but I think the combination of the three dudes that were there it was like, yo, what? What in the hot fuck is this? Like, but where anyway, is everyone is everyone busy because it's Juneteenth. Like, where, where is right? Everybody? But yeah, I don't think they were busy. I think it was casted so that it would it would be people who definitely disagree with one another. You know what I'm saying? Like, so that we we would have this kind of, um, so that the conversation, and I'm just talking, I don't know what the plan was, but I felt like it was cast this way so that the conversation would reflect some of the most heated dialogues that have been taking place on social. You know what I'm saying? Because that, because it was other niggas that could have been there. Yeah, that's how And I the conversation would have gone way different. Way so it was, it was strange. But anyway... We got a T-mail from Kim, and Kim says, Woo Child, the Grapevine's Black Men and Women episode. Woo! I added that last woo, but that's what you say when it's like woo child. Yeah, but... So Kim says, Queen and Jay, I am so happy you were on this panel because some of those men on that episode were about to make me throw my TV out the window. As Black women, we get hate from literally every angle, and you would think the one group of people who would be willing to listen would be Black men. Nope. Nope, I would not. I'm only 30 minutes in and I have heard nothing but excuses from every man on the panel and I'm angry. I know my neighbor's mad. I've been yelling at this TV since the beginning of the episode. Thank you so much for saying what needed to be said and not feeling the need to coddle anyone on this panel. It's not lost on me that this takes lots of emotional labor. I hope you're able to find ways to find peace and rejuvenation during your break. Thank you so much, Kim. We appreciate that. Word. I need some I want to say restorative justice on my fucking soul. Factoids. Yeah, no, it, it was it was really draining and it was um it was a lot of gaslighting going on and I didn't really feel like it was a conversation. I know a lot of people walked away saying that it was a conversation that needed to be had. It didn't really feel like a conversation to me and I, I was able to express that and I appreciate that I was able to express that at the end of the episode. But um, I also want to acknowledge that, and I know that Grapevine has plans to do this in the future, but I want to acknowledge that there were no trans folks on the panel and I feel like this conversation when i said that it was said that there were plans for a panel featuring and produced by trans folks mm -hmm. in the coming week yeah. or weeks mm -hmm. uh, and i think that that's great and i know that grapevine makes an effort to be inclusive in that way i feel however that the conversation about the relationship between black men and women or this kind of gendered conversation about us and how we're navigating this present time of global pandemic slash national uprising mashup that we're enduring right now because you can't really separate the two because i really do feel like yeah. like yeah you can't separate the two like one came because of what was happening with the other i feel like yeah the conversation is connected like i feel like we can't talk about um the relationship between black men and women during this time, the potentially contentious relationship and not have black trans women at least sitting at, at the, the table, table because they are at the center of this shit. Like mm -hmm. they are receiving like the brunt of the abuse that comes from the patriarchy 
and misogynoir because the shit that gets trans women beat up, killed, attacked stems from misogynoir. Yeah, and there's like a specific trans misogynoir where it's like, yes. I'm yes. going to specifically treat this person yes. this way. It's right. really specific and for trans um, black women. Definitely. And black women engage in that as well. Yes, and black do. women's participation in that trans-directed misogynoir. Black cis um, women. Just to... Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. And black cis women's participation in transphobia, trans-directed misogynoir is still a symptom of white supremacist patriarchal capitalism it is still a symptom and function of the patriarchy and i feel like that there's no reason that that conversation should be a separate conversation from the way that black men and women engage with one another and i think that whether intentional or unintentional and i think that we know that it's unintentional but i think more action needs to be taken i think that separating them from the conversation it, it somewhat enforces the transphobia that exists within our community yeah. and continues to harm black trans women mm-hmm. and black trans folks um, at large. Definitely. And so we know that Grapevine has trans panelists that are featured on all different panels. I just really believe that this particular panel, even though I, I believe the intention of the imp- the panel and the reason why there were no trans folks on the panel was not to be transphobic. I think that it was, mm-hmm. you know, um, so that, yeah. So I wanted to make that point because I thought that that was, as I was sitting there, I was like, yo, this is, this, this whole exchange is, is quite hotep. That was Even my, if we that sit was... here and we say like all the womanist race nerd shit that we say, this is a breeder ass, straight ass, exclusive ass, cis ass yeah, conversation that we're like, having. It's just weird for me. A, a lot of times, though, for me, and that's usually why I stay out of conversations where we're talking to, like the gendered conversations. Yeah, yeah we don't do a lot of those. Um, I typically stay out of them because they get very cis straight, right. even with queer people talking about present, right. present talking about relationships or talking about whatever it always gets real het- heteronormative mm-hmm. like always mm-hmm. and um you know everyone is working on shit and figuring out how to do stuff but it always becomes that every time right. remember they had another panel about um sex and and it just and it was queer people sitting there and it became very like straight sis and it was just weird um Mm -hmm. so i generally don't engage in those kind of conversations because i do feel like some like erasure happens in those conversations and i don't feel comfortable participating usually but yeah it it was it was weird i just want to say to kim don't harm your tv these niggas ain't worth you (laughs) breaking your tv like Mm -hmm. dead ass they don't and another issue that i had with the panel is it is that these men on the panel tried so hard to separate themselves from other men when we talked about the harm that black men have caused. They tried right. so hard to separate themselves. And it reminds me of the way that people say there's good cops. Well, there's good cops. Mm-hmm. This is a bad apple. And it's, no, if there's a, like, if we're going to have to generalize this, we're going to have to yeah. say black men are a problem when it comes to how black women cis and trans black femmes black afaf you know like 
y'all are the main people who abuse us. And for you mm-hmm. to, for them to try to like, I believe it was Carl who was trying to make it like, them niggas is evil. Them niggas over there. And it's like, mm-hmm. you don't have to wake up. Like, we are, you should, I just, it just escapes me how people can understand certain things in terms of race. So you can understand that you can be a nice white lady, but still be a fucking Karen. You can, mm-hmm. you know, like you can understand that you can be someone who doesn't go around screaming nigga and wearing fucking sheets on your head, but you can still embody impression, uh, oppression. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you understand that existing? But don't you, when it comes to you, I know why, because you're privileged and you don't want to give it up, but like, mm-hmm. you're so engulfed in your privilege that you're like, uh, uh-uh, that nigga that hit that girl, with the skateboard they just evil it's these evil niggas mm-hmm. it's them it's them no there's a problem happening and we're we're saying that this is a problem and it needs to be fixed and y'all motherfuckers right. need to fix it y'all need to fix it we can't fix this shit mm-hmm. y'all need to fix it so for you mm-hmm. to like take the accountability away from you and just say oh they they just evil like what i'm not an innately yeah. evil person i don't consciously think of evil things but because of my privilege i could damn sure oppress another motherfucker mm-hmm. i can oppress a trans person i can oppress a disabled person i could because of the privilege that i have and for them just not connecting that anybody can be an oppressor and right. it's not about evilness. That shit was mm-hmm. just like, this is, who the fuck am I talking to? Like, why is, right. why is this the motherfucker that I'm sitting across from? Because they don't even get mm-hmm. basic shit. They don't even get mm-hmm. the basics of oppression and the basics of privilege and the basic, like, why the fuck? I, I, I'm really upset. I'm getting upset now. I'm really upset mm-hmm. about fucking women. The standard that we hold for women, and I'm talking about the women on the panel, Right. We have to have so much knowledge. We have to check all mm-hmm. these boxes. It just really frustrates me that when it comes to the standard that we have for women in these conversations is that yeah. we have to have a bevy of information. We have mm-hmm. to have been like kind of entrenched in this. Like we show up. Yeah. Like all everybody, of all of the black women on the panel for this particular conversations and conversations like it, this is the work that we do. Like, this is what we do. We talk about, we're womanist race nerds. This is what we do um, for a living. Not because, I mean, I don't make enough. And I don't, that's not. But this is what we do. And the other panelists, like, that's what they do. Like, whatever the point of interest is. The other women panelists. Yes, the other women panelists. That's what we do. And then we're sitting there talking to, like, men who just have an opinion on it. You know what I'm saying? This is not their area of study. No. I'm just a nigga with an opinion. And my voice matters because I'm a nigga. Yes. And I'm just like, nah, like, I don't give, I don't give space to men for shit. Like, I don't do shit like that. So, and, since I, that's not how we operate at all. Mm-hmm. I forget that the uh, the world does other things. Yeah. So we're just like, why, why these, these, I'm like, nah, these are not the motherfuckers who should be sitting across from me at this fucking right. table. This right. is not who I should be having this conversation with. Mm-hmm. This is not a motherfucker who even understands basic shit. Right. Basic ideas of oppression. Right. You don't understand that. Mm-hmm. And you're fucking sitting across from me having a conversation about the relationship between black men and black women when mm-hmm. you don't even understand what privilege and oppression is. Why mm-hmm. are you talking to me? Right. Why are you talking to me? Why are you here? Why do, mm-hmm. why do, why do these women in this space have all this fucking for lack of a better word, credential to be mm-hmm. in this space and these motherfuckers don't have shit. 
And I'm sitting across from these motherfuckers. I'm just tired of motherfuckers just giving space to men because they're loud. Like, or because... Mm -hmm. No, what the fuck? They have all the space that they need. We need more space for men who are not like that. Right. Don't motherfuckers have space. They have a Charlemagne. They have a... Why do Mm -hmm. we want to replicate that shit? We don't need that shit. That's not helpful. They have a platform. Right. And it's not that... Like, Grapevine has other kinds of men yeah, in their do. arsenal like there were they other do. people who could have been there like huey could have been there Flo could have been there doug could have been there and i say these let me say this wilson as i named well who wilson wilson could have been there right and we say these names having experienced these four men say ridiculous things yes. right so these are these are four men who have a, at least a groundwork understanding of oppression and so when they say ridiculous shit and i say oh well Flo, did you think about it this way? Or Huey, what? Or Wilson, that you said that real eloquently, but that doesn't make any fucking sense. <laughs> or Doug, you know what? I know your intentions are good. You're about to be a girl dad. That was mad misogynoirist. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. there are still differences between black men and women when it comes to black men who are still educated and have a basic understanding yes. of oppression. You know what I'm saying? There are still differences to be discussed. So we could have still had a, this conversation of differences, this conversation of misunderstanding, this conversation of challenges between differently gendered people. We could have still had this conversation without being gaslit yeah. by folks who would be having the same conversation on the stoop, which is nothing wrong with that. That's okay. But what I'm saying is that, what we're saying is that there are like black women are not invited to casually have these same conversations the way that certain black men are are invited to casually offer their casual opinion on some shit that they don't regularly talk about that they don't have certain understandings in and so if it was hey we're all just having a on the stoop conversation and we're all at the same level of on the stoopedness that's okay it's nothing wrong with that there are things that my opinion on is legit just and like out the blue opinion. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, I don't study this shit. I don't fucking know it's my opinion. So there are, you know, I'm, I'm not saying, I, we're not saying that we know everything. We're saying in this area, every, all the women on the panel were highly aware and skilled in this particular area. And we yes. talking to these men who were just like, I have an idea, you know? Yeah, you know. And that's that's not cool. What happened was. Yeah. What? That, that for me, I, that that left me kind of like. Because I already went in thinking like this is going to be a thing, and then when yeah. we, I went in and I see the people I'm sitting across, I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, I was sitting. I was like, wait, where's so and so? Where's so and so should be here? Where, what? Yeah. Where? Huh? Yeah, that was disappointing. It was we were gaslit, and um, Ashley did apologize for yeah, us. Did. You know, if we felt exhausted and gaslit, which we did, um, and so I appreciate her recognizing that. From looking back, mm-hmm. Ashley, I think, felt abused. <laughs> right. <laughs> she mad as well. Like, I'm sure she, yeah. like... Yeah, yeah. Like, it wasn't just like, ooh, production. Like, she left abused from that conversation right. as well. Right, So it's right, not right. like... And, and I don't she think She wasn't Mona the, Scotting. You know what I mean? Right, exactly. She wasn't. I don't think that the intention was to abuse us there, but I think that people, a lot of people don't realize that you have to be intentional about not abusing people. Mm -hmm. You have to be intentional about not causing harm. And I think that because we're so used to being harmed, I think a little bit. And because we're so used to, no, it's okay. We're just niggas talking like Mm -hmm. people. We harm each other every day. And it's really important that we consider that when creating content and shit like that. So, um, Let's see. 
If you want to watch it, it is behind the paywall on Grapevine's Patreon. Like you only have to be a $1 donor on Grapevine, the Grapevine's Patreon, um, mm-hmm. and you can watch it there. I'm not saying that you should go watch it. I'm saying that you can watch it. That is where you can watch it if you are interested in watching it. I would advise if you are somebody who still does want to watch it that you treat yourself with mad care beforehand and yes. afterhand. Yes. If you like to relax with a drink or whatever it is that you do to relax, I would say do that shit because it, it was um, it's triggering. quite exhausting and triggering and all all of those things. Like I've never been on a panel where they let somebody respond to something like directly so many times. And every time Carl was like, can I respond? Can I respond? Can I respond? They gave him the floor to respond. And to me, that was a demonstration of patriarchy. the patriarchy the patriarchy and it was it was abusive because shut up you know like no but, um, you can't respond that's not how this works but but okay so that was that <laughs> <laughs> that was that speaking of what should have been a conversation amongst black people <laughs> about black people but ended up being a conversation about white people which is not what i signed up for but whatever yo yeah yo yo they centered whiteness so much so much. and it was like all all of us black women there was like but we're talking about us like we never having us. to say we're talking about like, we're not mm-hmm. even talking about we're literally mm-hmm. talking about us no yeah and everything they presented was through the gaze of whiteness yep. every single fucking thing because yep. you niggas want to be white men. Niggas. You want to be white men. Right. It was just so like, everything was like, because white people. And we were like, mm-hmm. but we, we talk about us. <laughs> we were trying at least to talk about us. But anyway, that was a sloppy transition. So here's a question that we got. And we're going to talk about it. So the subject is white passing and black girl magic. Oh, shit. Okay. Get ready. All right. Strap in. All right. Hi, Queen and Jay. I absolutely love you guys. I have a question about light skin privilege and biracial identity. I'm mixed black and white and have very, very light skin. My hair and features read as black to black people most of the time, but I'm also very obviously half white. I'm so proud of my heritage and identity as a biracial black woman, but I worry that I'll offend people by calling myself a black woman or using the black girl magic hashtag or using phrases like black joy. I'm aware of the enormous privilege I have being able to pass for white and I don't want to take up space that's not for me. Is my hella light-skinned self saying, quote, I'm a black woman, offensive or insensitive or somehow dismissing my privilege? Sophia. Thank you, Sophia, for being vulnerable enough to share this with us and to ask us this question and trust us with this um, question. Queen, do you want to start? Yeah, so I just want to start with some nuanced thought before I, like, tackle. So, like... What? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so like I think a lot of times people conflate being a biracial black person and being a black light skinned person because mm-hmm. um, those aren't the same things those are different those are different things right, right. so I want them to enter that into the chat 
Because right. I just noticed that people make that mistake a lot. There are many light-skinned black people who are have two black-ass parents, which right. is very different than a biracial light-skinned person who does have a parent whole of white another person in their a whole home, person of another race. Yeah, right. it, exactly. Mm-hmm. Fucking, you know, you sucked on a, a white woman's tit, maybe. You know, so maybe. it's right. You know, it's something very different happening there mm-hmm. that I think lots of people conflate, leave out. They see a light-skinned black woman whose parents right. are both black and they're like, mm, well, she knows, you know. <laughs> yeah. And it's just weird. So I think some of that is birth from that. And then also there is a huge difference between being white presenting and being light-skinned. Like Janicia yeah. is a light-skinned black woman, but very obviously a black woman. Right. Right. Um, unless you're... <laughs> take that out. Um... I'll take that out, but... <laughs> But yeah, also right. It, it also sometimes depends on who's looking. I will never be confused as a, a a white person, but I do know that there are other people to who to most of us are coded and visibly black. Yeah. But to some, even black people, they're like, what? <laughs> Somebody who we know as a very black person and seemingly competent and aware um said they thought that jesse williams was Was white white, and jesse williams the actor slash activist or whatever is a biracial person who is very light-skinned and has a lot of those very biracial coded features yeah but i would never look at him and think he was a white man but that's me that nigga got naps he has naps but it depends on it depends on who's looking a Mm -hmm. lot of the times but go ahead so, yeah, I wanted to just enter that in the chat because I think that those right. are things that people kind of leave out when they're having these conversations about mm-hmm. being a white presenting person versus being a light skin. Right, right. Yeah, um, because I, I will also say that light skin privilege and white presenting privilege are, are two very different, different things. Very you know? different. So, like, I don't have white presenting privilege, but I have light skin privilege. Mm-hmm. And honestly, it even levels to that shit because I'm light. But there are lots of shades that are lighter than me. And that experience, like, if you have, also, if you have light eyes. Also, if you have fucking, that hair. your hair is, you know, 4A or, or fucking 3 anything. Like, mm-hmm. that's, is is your hair, are, are you fucking blonde? Like, it's so many different levels. What does your nose look like? Right. There's so, so, many, so many different things. levels to that and to, like, these privileges and what they are and what they mean and how they come off and that's what makes this question like that's why nuance is important and that's what makes this question not so (laughs) black or white because (laughs) (laughs) because yeah it's just so many different things happening what at one time yeah um yes i just wanted to make sure that you know we settled that off top right um i don't know i think that you should be able to say black like you're a black biracial person I think it's okay for you to say black girl magic, but you need to understand that conversation is going to come after that. You need to understand that people are going to inquire, ask questions, Mm -hmm. poke, and you have to be able to have those conversations. So if you're not willing to have those conversations, then maybe not. But if you are, just know that you are going, you have now opened dialogue that Mm -hmm. you should be responsible enough to have if you are saying black girl magic, if you are you know, acknowledging being a black woman and, right. and, and holding it in that way. Because if you're going to hold space, then you need to hold the space for the dialogue that's going to come after that. When mm-hmm. people have questions, when people yes. want to poke, when people don't understand, when people aren't clear, when people don't get the nuance that me and Jay just explained, mm-hmm. you're going to have to do that work. Here's the gag with that. Okay. 
I feel like there are people mm-hmm. who feel tormented, disheartened, sad, and dis- disadvantaged and marginalized by that work, right? The gag is, mm-hmm. as a black person, no matter what variety of black person you are, no matter how dark you are, how light, no matter your um, diasporatical intersections, no matter whatever type of black person you are, because of white supremacist patriarchal capitalism, because of slavery, because of colonialism, whatever point you enter blackness into, wherever that exists within you or for you or whatever, there you ha- will have some shit to deal with. There yeah. is a burden of blackness, period. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whether that burden of blackness be your how dark you are, whether that burden of blackness be that you are a white passing black person, whether your burden of blackness be that you are also a fat black person, whether mm-hmm. your burden of blackness be that you are um fucking light skin and mad radical like whatever your point of entry to blackness is or your where people wherever people meet you at your blackness or whatever that is all of us niggas have something to answer for because of whiteness because of white supremacist patriarchal capitalism because of racism because of all of that shit all of us have a burden all of us have people ask us ridiculous fucking questions it be your own people asking you something yes. fucking stupid yep. okay it be white people asking you something ridiculous and your questions will be about being a white passing black girl using black girl magic or whatever the fuck mm-hmm. my questions be about other shit queen's questions be about other, other shit. shit we are all answering for our blackness our identity our intersections in one way or another and i feel like sometimes light-skinned folks uh very light-skinned folks or white passing folks or whatever the fuck because i've heard these concerns before um they think that their burden is some sort of unique burden and nobody else could understand we all have a burden my burden is different than yours but we all have a burden that's associated with being a black person that we have to answer for and is a pain in the ass yep period it doesn't matter where you fall it doesn't matter somebody some fucking i'm still fucking annoyed by this but some fucking non-black person someone who is and i know you'll get to this later but somebody who was african descended but not a fucking black person was trying to tell me how hard it is for her being a whole ass white bitch and people thinking that she's a whole ass white bitch when she's not white she's fucking cuban and puerto rican and fucking looks white and lives with white privilege and all that shit but don't you get it she's not white because whoever in her past is black yeah no get the fuck i don't care how hard that is for you though if that's if you want to claim some sort of african descendedness then that's okay sure sure bitch that's your point of contention or issue or whatever but don't come to me a whole ass black bitch with the misery of how hard it is for you to navigate that if you want to claim blackness in some way that comes with responsibility that's just what it is lots of because of white supremacist patriarchal capitalism those are facts that's it and we don't get to as a black american person there is european white shit in my ancestry too i don't benefit from that shit so like there's no like you shouldn't be trying to take up space and blackness in that way just because you're a descend you have African right. you know like literally like technically as far as genetics is concerned all of us are descendants of Africans right. <laughs> you know what mm-hmm. I mean so like calm down with that this is in my lineage shit that mm-hmm. does not mean that you exhibit not even exhibit but that does not that doesn't mean you're black I ain't white right. I got I got white in my ancestry. Same. because of the experiences of being a black american person but i ain't f- i'm not white mm-hmm. 
And that's the same for you. You're not black. Mm-hmm. You're not. And, and we're not talking about you. We're talking about people, people who, who are said, African yeah. descended. Yeah. Um, people who have a black great grandmother, perhaps, and walk around looking like whole entire white people yeah. and earning and gaining the benefits and privilege that come along with walking around in white skin with white features and everything that comes with that shit. So you, as someone with a whole entire black parent, yeah, you are, like you said, a biracial black person. And I think that that is very different than being an African descended person. I do know that there are people and we have to acknowledge this. Yeah. There are people that don't give a shit that you have a whole black parent in your house and feel some kind of way about that. I don't get it. I don't care, but I can't, I I acknowledge that there are people who have very strong feelings about biracial people Yeah, and the way that they engage with their black identity. And I, I, I don't under, I don't really understand that. I know that as black folks, we're protective of our identity and culture because it seems like everybody wants to take it and can take it and profit off of it and benefit from it and shit like that. But I do feel like if it is your DNA, like right there, like you have a whole ass, like right there, right there, you have a whole (laughs) ass black parent. Yeah. To me, I don't see you as somebody who is benefiting from something that does not belong to you, that you don't have claim to. Yeah. So I definitely wanted to point that out. Usually people who are discount a biracial black person's blackness, like, it's usually based on who we like. So if we like you, like, they'd be like, oh, now she black, now she black, she Mm -hmm. black, she black, you know? But if they don't like you or or if you align in whiteness in these certain ways, then they kind of see you as someone who was more aligned with the oppressor and then you're white. That's usually right. how I see that plays out because, mm-hmm. like, think of someone like Tracy Ellis Ross. So, lots of us, she's just black. She got a whole ass white ass dad. Right. Mm-hmm. But to a lot of us, as a black woman, because we like her, mm-hmm. her mom is Diana Ross. She's endearing. She's relatable, mm-hmm. and she, she don't make us look. Butt. And she don't make us look bad. She doesn't make us look bad. She doesn't say ridiculous things. You know public. what I mean? Yeah. So we're like, okay, she's black, but let her say some weird biracial shit, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. then it'll be something else. Right. You know? Right. So a lot mm-hmm. of it is tied to that too. People are just really weird and fickle. And then also I think that people have a very, a lot of people have a lot, it's a lot of misunderstandings about race, right? Mm-hmm. So I feel like, like Queen just said, Queen has European ancestry, right? You can see my European ancestry in my skin a little bit more than Queen's or whatever, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Probably because it's closer, but mind your business. So anyway... <laughs> Um, I think (laughs) eat your rights, mind your fucking business. But I think that people have this weird understanding of race where like, which is a part of why I don't like the term, like I'm half this and I'm half that because our, as black people, our percentages and our, like what's actually in your DNA, that shit is, is mixed with mad shit. Mad shit. It's mixed with mad shit, yo. And, it's mixed and, with mad and shit. Racial, like, but the genes that determine race don't even work that way. Like half. Right, half. right. <laughs> like it's not half and half. It's yeah. not like this. Like, okay, well, this percentage 
of my grand, like I had, I had like two white grandparents and two black grandparents. And this is what that means. And like, that's not the math because you're fucking one of your black grandparents probably had a white grandparent and one of your white grandparents probably probably had a black grandparent. So it's just like, it's not this percentage or half or splitting somebody up or figuring out how black somebody is based on how many black people were black and shit like that. Um, yeah, I don't know. And then a lot of this depends on your appearance. You could be a biracial person and one of your siblings look like whatever people assume a whole black person looks yeah. like. And the other one and the other sibling, yep. but y'all got the same parents, is white passing. And so and that, because and of that nuance. Yes. Yeah, because of that nuance, it will be okay for one person to blindly be like, hey, black girl magic, this, that, or whatever. And the other one uh, perhaps have to be more mindful about using those things exactly. because- for, for some reasons that are valid and some that are not valid, right? I think that it is valid if you walk around and exist as a white person and have all the benefits of being a white person, then it, do you have black girl magic? Do you even need it? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Do you need to have black magic? Do you need black black joy? Because mm-hmm. are you under the constant hand of white oppression and white abuse that black folks experience that make our joy the type of joy that it is you know what i'm saying that make it so important that we take time out to engage in black joy and celebrate in black joy in that way if you know that you walk around as a white woman right during the day Mm -hmm. if you know that you know people who don't know you personally are treating you like a white woman then like do you engage in black joy is your joy black joy or is your joy just Oh, this is yeah. a delightful coffee that really wasn't a challenge for me to get because yeah. I've been white all day. And you, none of this, me, you know, you make me think about because what black girl magic is, what saying black joy is, those statements are radical statements, right? Right. Because those are things that we have to find because mm-hmm. there's so much shit just oppressing us. Mm-hmm. So like. To what Jay said, like, do you really need black girl magic? Right. Do you need to find this radical way to affirm yourself when you don't have the world telling you you ain't shit to the degree mm-hmm. of someone who is way more black presenting? Right. And do the nuance. Yeah. Go ahead. No, Go basically, they're saying, like, do you need right. to search for black joy in this radical way that black presenting people, I'm just saying that because, you, you know, you get what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because people mm-hmm. don't be smart sometimes. Mm-hmm. But that black presenting people that the world reads as black do you even have to search for black joy in this radical way that we have to like that is a statement of like i have within all of this oppression because i am black i still manage to find black joy i still mm-hmm. manage to tap into my black girl magic like those those are radical that's radical shit that's like right. that's revolutionary shit on a personal level, trying to like be revolutionary for yourself. And it's like, is that something you need? I don't, I don't know. And the nuance of this, right? So we don't have a picture of you. We don't know what you look like, right? We know that you are a biracial black woman. Okay. The nuance of this is that one biracial black woman might actually need black joy and another biracial black woman might actually not because she could be white passing. And so that's the nuance. So it's not as simple as you're biracial. So you don't get to play. You don't get to engage in black Mm -hmm. joy. It's not as simple as, Oh, I'm a biracial person because of racism and because it has to do with your physical appearance and the way people treat you based on how close to blackness you look based on how African your features are Mm -hmm. because that is what, 
so much of oppression is based on, it's yeah. not as simple as, oh, well, you're biracial, so you don't need black joy. It really has to do with how African do you look? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it really has to do with that. And I really think that that's the responsibility, that's the burden for lack of a better word, that biracial folks have, that light-skinned folks have, is, okay, what what does my privilege and my physical appearance say that I have access to or don't need access to? You know what I'm saying? Or should leave space for other people to engage in. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, since you don't have the burden on the other end because you appear to be more white-presenting, if you want to use black girl magic, know that you have the burden of... Explaining yourself. Now you got to explain yourself. And if that's something that you're not comfortable with, then maybe you shouldn't use those radical statements Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. for yourself because you're going to have to answer questions. You're going to have to explain things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I definitely agree. It depends on, it depends on those things. I think about my dad, my dad's, both of my dad's parents are, um, his dad is biracial and his mom is multiracial. My grandparents, Mm -hmm. um, and I say multiracial because her parents are, uh, I don't know the percentages, but my both of my grandparents. We don't do that over here. Yeah, we don't do that <laughs> over here. But my grandmother's parents are white passing black people to mm-hmm. white people. So to white people, they are white passing. Um, her dad was definitely could walk up and down and like you know, be a white man, no question, to uh-huh. black people as well, I would say. And my great-grandmother, I would say, is white-passing to white people. Like, none of us would look at her and think that that was a white lady, but uh-huh. white-passing to white people. Also also my grandmother. But, but anyway, I think of my dad because I feel like any of us looking at my dad is obviously, my dad is obviously a black person, mm-hmm. um, except for that person who thought Jesse Williams was white. She would definitely think my Thank dad is a white man, white. but that's yeah. like, we're talking like super low racial IQ, but... Um, I just think about my dad being a whole ass black man who has very white feet because you know your feet don't get sun. Your feet will tell on you all the time. So <laughs> that's what, that's what happens. Him. That's what life is like. like yes, that's life. what life is like. Yo, you see your dad's feet and you're like, whoa. <laughs> that was is that your true complexion? Who are you? White man in my house. But I just think about him if he were living. Or coming up in this social media age, would he be able to use um, those? I mean, he would because he had a whole ass like Afro. He's obviously a black person. But it's just interesting considering like the nuances and like now that we have different understandings of or more advanced understandings of like power dynamics and shit like that. Yeah. um, I know that my dad understands his light skin privilege and we know that my dad has had access to things and has been let off the hook for things mm-hmm. because of his light skin. But I wouldn't call him, I wouldn't call him white passing. But these are just things that I, I think about when we get letters like this. I think about, um, you know, just like my family and what that looks like and how they have engaged with race, especially being like older people in the past. Mm-hmm. Like just thinking about my, um, you know, my grandparents and my great grandparents and like yeah. what that meant and what that looked like, you know. It is because my dad, and I'm talking about my stepdad, just so people, whatever. Because um, mm-hmm. I don't have The his, man who raised you. Yeah, I don't have his genetics just because I'm like, what? How do you describe this person? You right. look like that. But anyway, mm-hmm. um, he was more white presenting 
than your father. Like, I don't think right. your dad is white presenting, but, like, no. my dad had that hair, had them mm-hmm. light eyes. Mm-hmm. And I don't think you really knew this was a black man until he spoke. Because right. he still had... He talked like a black person. Mm-hmm. But very white presenting. I don't know if my dad understood... I think he did to some extent. But I think that he rejected a lot of those stuff. Like, my mom mm-hmm. is a dark-skinned woman. Of course, he's gonna... you like, there's gonna be these things that obviously indicate that he is... A black person and a mm-hmm. and a certain kind of black person, I guess, right. if that makes any sense. But um yeah, I wonder if he I don't know. But he would he would lay on the nigga a lot. So it was because mm-hmm. he didn't because he didn't want to be <laughs> right, <laughs> he knew he was right. white passing, so it was like, I'm gonna be mm-hmm. a nigga, 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 nigga. Mm-hmm. You gonna know I'm black. You know, mm-hmm. like he would like that's I guess that's how that manifested for him. Yeah. Okay. It reminds me of Michaela Angela Davis talking about why she generally wears her hair natural. Yeah. You know, like the yeah. discomfort mm-hmm. and the discomfort that comes up when people think that she's a white woman. Yes. You know, exactly and that, that. that yeah. feeling. Yeah, you know? exactly so. that. Because like, don't I remember like him picking up from school and people like, your dad is white. And I'll see him kind of like, mm-hmm. but it's the kids. So what you going to say? So I'm right. like, he's not white. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that, yeah, so that I never dealt with. My, cause, yeah, no, my dad is not a white passing person at all. And then all. I think He's because I'm as brown as I am, and then people don't know what's my stepfather's father. Right. They just know my dad is coming. And it's like, right. wait, how does this mm-hmm. exist in the same, what? You know, like, yeah. whatever. But yeah. um, Also, I think it has to do with where you're from. Like, we're from New York. And so people who sometimes don't know how to uh, I how to ID light-skinned black folks like very light-skinned black folks Mm -hmm. in new york they might not acknowledge you as a black american person but you had a place because it's so many like dominicans puerto ricans or whatever and they look all different type of ways and so Mm -hmm. even if a new yorker doesn't read you and id you as a black person you were still read and id'd as a person of color and like there was right some other non thing and there was right like a place for you like i remember my great grandmother my other grandmother's mother um from the south who came to new york to visit and my mom told me the story they were sitting just sitting in front of the building and it was these two women out front speaking spanish and she thought they were making up a language she's like (laughs) now they need to stop because she you know she looked like them like they they need to cut it out (laughs) (laughs) those are are black women they're so funny aren't they great just loving and ridiculous tv show with older black women i would like that right i want that i would like that a lot we gotta get on that while they're still alive we gotta get on that i would let's cast what's her name from 227? I was thinking of her too, but I yes. don't know her government. What's her, isn't it Marsha or something? You I don't know. You know let's cast let's cast the woman from 227. Mm-hmm. Let's cast what's uh the mommy from How to Get Away with Murder? Cicely Tyson? Yes, let's cast Cicely Tyson. Yes. Let's cast Jennifer Lewis could be their daughter. Mm-hmm. Right? Okay. Um Angela Bassett could be there because we like to look at her. I feel like I want Loretta Devine in the mix. There we go. And Loretta <laughs> Devine. And it's yeah. done. Yep. There we go. That's it. I like yeah. it. All right. Mm-hmm. Cool. Sophia, thank you again for sending us this letter. Good luck with this shit. Yeah. If you want to engage in some base level ignorance, send us your picture so we can tell you. <laughs> uh, 
Not black yeah. enough. When we got her, we were like, I need to see her. Yeah, yeah. See how, that's how ridiculous fucking racism is, yo. Word. All of this shit is fucking ridiculous. All made so up. So ridiculous. But it affects us so much. Right? Because slavery. Because. Fuck slavery all right so we've been running our fucking mouths <laughs> and enjoying each other's company and shit yes we have great yeah um but i think it's time to start our fucking vacation and me and queen i know you all are very concerned about our well-being we are actually going to continue to weekly facetime each other so that i don't murder a neighbor or someone <laughs> because i'd be in here by myself so yeah, we that will. will continue so yes. we'll continue and we'll schedule that um i like sunday nights we can keep yeah that going. we'll keep yeah, we'll keep our works. sunday nights keep right, that we'll as keep our date. sunday nights mm-hmm. and what do you want to do seven o'clock eight o'clock whichever works for the day okay like you know we'll right. say seven and if it has yes. to be nine it's okay you know sounds good so we you have a standing call mm-hmm. um but i wanted to acknowledge the way we originally set up this episode so we put it in order of race because we're racist so we had um <laughs> we had we read the letters from the black folks that we had that we felt needed to be addressed and then we have a mexican teacher who sent us a letter so we're going to address that when we return and yep. then we have a letter from lucy thank you so much we are going to address that letter when we return thank yes. you lucy and then we have a letter from mary Thank you, Mary. I do receive and accept your apology. And I was not as harmed as I, your apology was warranted and received. But I, I wasn't that harmed. I read it and I was like, ignore. So we were cool. <laughs> so no worries. But we are, when you did include things in this letter that I do want to talk about yep. um, when we return. So yes. thank you. So thanks to everybody who wrote us letters. You can continue to send us letters throughout our break, but I am really trying to actually be on break and i'm um, making her so i'm saying this out loud they keep trying to make work i'm like what the fuck are you doing yeah it's very hard we could do this we could do that we could do this but um but yeah so feel free you can still send us stuff so don't i'm not gonna like see a letter and then be inclined to do a whole podcast on it i'll see it and then it'll because i have more time it'll give me time to slide it into a future episode so yeah so please feel free to send yeah. us letters and shit. We love and appreciate you. Make sure while you're on break, make sure that you are redistributing money to the black women and, and femmes and non-binary folks yes. and queer folks in your life. Yep. That continues. Happy mm-hmm. fucking Pride Month, yo. Make sure that you are using the black pride flag with all the motherfucking colors. Make sure you got your fucking fucking black and brown in your pride flag. Make sure you got them trans colors in your pride flag, Word. yo. Um, dismantle the fucking whiteness of pride. If you're a Who white knows? person at a protest, use your privilege, use your bodies, use just whatever yep. to protect all the other marginalized folks at mm-hmm. the protests. Because yep. otherwise, why are you here? That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. And thank you for fucking with us throughout this quarantine, yo. Thank you so much. Um, I have enjoyed doing the podcast in quarantine. Mm-hmm. And while I am full of rage, I do feel like it's been cool to really like focus on content in this way that I haven't been able to focus before because yeah. we'd be so busy doing other shit or whatever. Yeah. So I'm mm-hmm. thankful for that. And this has been it's been dope to commune with you niggas. Like, yes. you know. We're not leaving forever, okay, Jay? You're like making this this long 
drawn out. Like this is the final episode. I'm not forever. used to this, son. I'm not used like, to this, it's yo. Not that it's serious. funny because when I li- I'm a podcast addict, so when I listen to podcasts and they dip for a month and come back, I'd be like, oh, the month is past already. It's really not that long. It's not. But I'm like, just not used to it. It's 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 not this is healthy. It, this is what we should be doing going forward. Yeah. This is yeah. Mm-hmm. This is how it should be. Okay, yes. you will be fine. I'll they be okay. will be fine. They'll be okay. Okay. Yes. All right, Jay. I don't know if it's all right, but we're doing it. It is all right. It's okay. It's fine. fine. This is how media generally works. There's a season finale. Okay. And we don't have the show. Okay. And then it comes back. All right. Okay. I can do this. All right. I can do this. I can do this. (laughs) 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 Woo. Gosh. You want to tell people how they can stay in touch with us? Um, so, end of the show. Okay, Jay? End of the show. We're coming back. Okay. It's fine. Um, listeners, be, be right. sure to follow us on the social medias. We are on Instagram and Twitter, at T with QJ. We are also on Tumblr and Facebook. You can search for us and follow us there. Continue to send us T-mail, T with Queen and J at gmail.com. We love when you send that. When you send that, tell Jay not to work. That's my suggestion. Don't ah. add something in there that tells Jay not to work. This this bitch is a workaholic. Okay. Um, I am. It's ridiculous. Yeah, you really are. Um, so do that. Also, visit our website, twithqueenj.com. We have lots of stuff there. You can see our donation page. That's there as well. Yeah. And um, yeah, that's all the things. Follow our pers- personal social media. I yep. am on Instagram and Twitter at the Queen Speaks with an underscore. And who are you, Jay? I am at Jenny Cia F. That's J-A-N-I-C-I-A-F. The F is for savings. I'm just going to just ignore that going forward. <laughs> yeah, so that's, that's where I'm at. I guess if you're reimagining the world and English is bullshit, then I guess. Thank you. Fuck this language. That's all I've been saying for six years. But, you know, whatever. <laughs> whatever. So what hashtag you got for us this week, Jay? This week's hashtag is hashtag nap ministry. That is also nap ministry's Instagram handle and possibly their Twitter handle, but definitely their Instagram handle. Mm -hmm. But the nap ministry centers naps and rest as a revolutionary practice for black folks, because it is, yo, like this shit, this difficulty, even though I love doing the podcast. This challenge that I'm having with taking this break is rooted in fucking white supremacy and the the feeling that like I need to constantly be doing something to yeah. be valuable. Yep. And um, I do this shit at my day job too, even though my motto is always fuck this job. So I'll get like wrapped into a project and I'll be like, fuck this job. But this particular thing that I'm doing that I'm attached to is mad important. Yeah. It'll just be one small thing because I, I, I don't give my all at work because fuck this job. But yeah, so that's definitely, I thought that hashtag was important to remind myself to rest it is okay to rest i'm still loved i'm still valuable i'm still impotent um without doing the work without producing yeah. without making we're still t with queen and jay <laughs> okay all right okay jay we're still t with queen and jay okay. when the show is off right okay like i had to get really tired to want to take this break which is bad i know all right, we can do it. I can do it. Anyway, niggas, take a nap, okay? Take a nap. Some of us are so woke, we need a nap. That's a separate issue. 
Take a fucking nap. <laughs> Calm down. Relax. Don't be so woke you need a nap. Take a fucking nap. Yes. Take a nap. Take a I'm nap. I'm going to take a nap. You should take a nap. You're going to take a nap. Yes. Take naps. And libations to the nap ministry for like doing that work and reminding us of that shit, yo. So be sure to check them out. Okay, let's All go. Right. Okay, Take let's a nap go. now. This podcast was created, hosted, produced by a black girl named Janicia and a black girl named Naima. Tea with Queen and Jay. We turn up responsibly. Ow. <laughs> All right, let's take a nap, bitch. Appreciate that um, thoughtful answer. Now, I saw on your Instagram that you were promoting black authors like um, Wesley Laurie, who wrote They Can't Kill Us, and then You Jim Crow by Michelle Alexander. Austin Channing, you- let's fucking go! Layla Safad, like, exactly. let's go! Now, you're a vociferous reader. How many of these books have you read? Honestly, of the nine books that I recommended on my Instagram, I've read four. Wow. And but I but I've ordered the other five from Black Bookshop, so I would like my ally cookie now. There are no cookies in this game. Now who can you tell me who Marcus Garvey is? Never heard of him. Never heard of him. Okay, interesting. What about Huey P. Newton? Is he a poet of the Harlem Renaissance? Because otherwise I don't know him. Absolutely not. Okay, okay Fred cool. Hampton. I don't know any of these names. <laughs>